We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, on this week's episode of A3 Life, we're going to do a little bit of Q&A regarding business. We asked for some common issues, concerns, hangups, where you may be struggling within your network marketing business, and we're going to troubleshoot some of those today. Thanks for joining. We wanted to find out what people were struggling with. And one of the first things that I got when I asked this question revolved around Um, a DMO, following a DMO or a daily method of operation. And um, specifically, she cited that she's a mom and she has kids and she has a hard time staying focused. So um, as a mom, both of us being moms with small children that have been trying to grow, that have been growing our business since our kids were young. um, I've mentioned before that like, there's some of my kids that were born into this. They don't know any different. So I totally relate to having small children and trying to work a business with them. Um, So Alicia, do you have, what are your thoughts around that initial question? Okay. Like, so I totally get that because, you know, when I got involved in network marketing, you know, my youngest just turned eight. I've been doing this for five years. So I as well had a three-year-old. I had a three-year-old and I think my daughter was four. So I totally get like, I mean, you can set a schedule all day long, but when you have little kids, like shit can hit the fan at any minute, like it, like things change. So, so I think for one, you do have to be flexible, but I do think you need to have like some non-negotiable, like business set time, some non-negotiable, um, you know, children time. So if you have a three-year-old and young, uh, young children like that, hopefully your children are still napping. So that will be something. So you really need to take advantage of, you know, your morning time before your kids wake up, you know, nap time um, when they go to bed. So, I mean, because really I built my business pretty much from my phone and I'm not the most organized ever, like actually pretty much at all. But, um, I did, you know, like have like a DMO. So I still love like an old school, like notebook, like paper notebook. I know Allie, you've kind of switched over to like a, like your online calendar. What is it like? Is it on your phone or something like that? Yeah. Cause I like the reminders and they give right. me reminders. Right. I have like a notebook. So I kind of have that. So to me, like, you know, when I first started, like I knew there was just set things that I had to get done every single day, no matter what. And so I had like a written daily DMO where I could see it, you know, and I mean, it had to include, you know, certain things that were going to produce income. So certain income producing activities had to be on that every single day you know, maybe it would get tossed around a little bit because, you know, maybe you had it scheduled to do something at this time and then you have a child throwing a fit or you have a doctor's appointment, you have somebody puking because, you know, goodness knows when you have a bunch of kids, you have stuff that changes daily. So, I mean, um, it is hard, but it's balance. You know what I mean? You have to do it. If you're, if you're choosing to do this with little kids at home, you're going to have to figure out balance. And that kind of may look different for a lot of people because, you know, I mean, just depending on what you do, but I was a stay at home mom. 
so it was easy for me to just, you know, say, Hey, like I'm done with broke. I'm going to figure this out in between the running to sports in between, you know, this and this and this, I mean, we have cell phones. You got to go to the bathroom at some point, do stuff, you know, do stuff with the five minutes you have in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that it comes down to like Alicia was saying, it has to be done bottom line. And, you know, it should be, especially in those crucial, like formative business building years, months in the beginning, um, or maybe you're relaunching your business and you want to consider from this point forward, your beginning, whatever it may be, um, it has to happen. And the time and attention has to be given to it that you would give if you were sitting at a desk at a job, um, you know, the major difference there is at a job, there's somebody like poking over your shoulder, like making sure that you get your tasks done. And if you don't get your tasks done, you lose your job and you get fired, which equals no money, you know? And the same is true here. You don't get your, your tasks done in your business. You don't get those, those income producing activities checked off. You don't make any money. Um, but the, the, that major difference is that there's nobody looking over your shoulder, poking you in the back and saying, these are the things you have to get done today. So you have to do that for yourself. You have to be that boss for yourself. So like taking a look at what are the things that make you the most money? Um, and some of the things that are going to be on that list are going to have to be things that are a little time consuming that may not make you money today, but are going to make you money over time. You know, you have to start looking at this as a as you're a business owner and, and not everything is instant gratification where I do it right now and I get paid right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, some of these things are, are to build, um, income down the road. So, you know, little things that we do like creating social media content or trainings with our teams or creating story sequences and slides. Some of those things are super time consuming, but are they important for your business? Absolutely. Are they going to get you paid today? Maybe not. Maybe they'll pay off in a week or two weeks or three weeks or at some point down the road. Um, but you have to take a look at what are your income producing activities? And then like Alicia was saying, taking that list of things and turning them into non-negotiables. And then when you get them done is in those nooks and crannies of your day. So I do have four small children. My oldest is only seven. So um, I still have three kids that are home during the daytime with me while I'm home. And so I totally get it. Like, it seems a lot of times it seems like they don't want anything until I sit down at my, I don't have a desk. I sit down at my dining room table usually and I've got my computer and I'm like, okay, these are the things I'm doing. And then it's like, I need apple juice. She hit me in the face. I'm hungry. <laughs> it's always, and it's usually she hit me in the face because Bristol is <laughs> So, <laughs> so I get that, but at the same time, you have to teach your children that, listen, if you want me here, if you want mom, and it's never too young to have that conversation, never, because the sooner you start talking to them about it, the better they're going to understand and appreciate it as they get older. So say, if you want me here, if you want me to be here with you and, and you want to be able to do the things that we do and have the things that we have and, or whatever, you have to let me 
do my work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Having those conversations, including the whole family, even children in those types of conversations. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, so like, you know, going back to like, um, first off, when you're talking about doing things that are both, you know, instant and then long-term, you know, I always consider certain things like slow sizzling money. <laughs> like, like it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of things that are gonna be uh, laying that foundation and those type of things like do take time. And I remember like being told early on that, you know, in the beginning, when you're setting up your business and when you're getting started, that you're going to spend a lot of time, put a lot of energy doing a lot of things that you're not getting paid for, but it's laying a foundation uh, for what's to come later. And eventually that kind of flips and you end up getting paid for a lot of things that you're not spending time on not doing, you know what I mean? So you got to lay this foundation and, you know, I mean, listen, my very first check in, in network marketing, I'm pretty sure was under $6. <laughs> I'm like my first month, I'm like, um, I could buy me a Starbucks. Like that's all <laughs> I had. And I'm like, I did so much work because I didn't have anything set up for me when I started. So everything online, everything that I was doing, I had to do that myself. I spent a lot of work for a whole freaking $5. Like, let's be honest. But you know what? Like I set that up. So later it's paying off. It's paying off now. And so I think that we have to be mindful when we're doing things, not forget the things that are slow sizzling income producing because it's going to bring you money later. Um, as well as the, you know, the, the quick money, you know, the quick money yeah. now. And yeah. Um, and if you honestly, if you don't have your kids, um, you know, if they're young or if they're not nappers or whatever, um, make an effort to try to get them on some sort of schedule, even if it means that you have to sit them and down in front of the TV for an hour, you know, like so many parents are like against their children watching TV or having a tablet or whatever, but at the end of the day, you still got to get your work done. So I don't care how you do it. If you live somewhere where it's nice and you can take them outside and sit at the picnic table with them while you get work done or go to the park and, 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 and be swinging them with one hand while you're working on your phone on the other, you know, like whatever you got to do, it has to get done. If they're napping, I know that the, um, the mom or the dad and you or the instinct will be, well, you know, they're napping. Oh my goodness. I got to fold this laundry. I got to do these dishes. I got to, and that will be like your instinct, but stop. You can do those things while they're hollering at you wanting something. I promise you, you can, you can put the layer, <laughs> fold the laundry, but what you can't do, or, you know, the, what you are fo having trouble focusing on is working your business when they're hollering at you. So use that nap time to work your business. Um, get up an hour before they get up, stay up an hour after that, you know, fit it into those nooks and crannies of time. When your husband gets home from work or your significant other, um, ask him, can you please, before I start dinner or before you start dinner or before we start dinner, can you give me one hour? Um, you know, asking them to help you have your mom come over, your sister come over, say, listen, please, I need one hour. Um, ask people for help and find, cause it like, it, like I said, at the end of the day, it has to happen. Yeah. I mean, because listen, in the beginning, like I remember even like taking the kids to McDonald's 
and just like releasing the beasts. It's like, okay, we're going to go here. They're going to go buck wild and I'm going to get to work because I mean, you have got to figure it out. I'm not a morning person, but I remember getting up in the morning because you had to, I mean, you got to get up with the kids. I remember staying up late, late, late. So, you know, I did go without some sleep, but you know what? Like no matter what you have to pick your heart, that's life. I know, I know, you know, like you've probably heard the quote or the meme, the different things that, that are out there about, you know, like picking your heart, you know, like it's hard to be broke and it's hard to not be broke. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick, um, um, putting in some, you know, elbow grease and some work. And I'm going to do that hard because what's also hard is taking your kids and standing in a food bank line, taking them down to the, you know, Medicaid office and getting food stamps, like all that. Listen, cause if you don't have no money and you're broke, like I'm, I will never go back to that. So when I, you know, when I started, like I said, I was at McDonald's, I got up early, I stayed up late. You'll put away excuses when you're really serious about wanting something different and you'll find a way. That's, yeah. that's the truth about it. Absolutely. Um, okay. So quickly before we move on from this, um, I want to give a few ideas of what some of those income producing activities are going to be. Um, and the common theme in these bottom lines, some of these are going to be like she was saying that slow sizzle money. Some of these are going to be BAM type money where it happens right now if you're doing enough of it. Um, but bottom line, most of the stuff that I'm going to give you ideas on is going to come down to communicating with humans. Like at the end of the day, if you feel like you have put in all the work and you've done all the things, but you haven't actually talked to any humans, you didn't actually do any work that day. Like as hard as that may be to hear for you, if you feel like you've sat at your computer and you've achieved so much, but you haven't talked to any potential customers, you haven't made any new friends on Facebook, you haven't posted any whatever it is, advertising type things on Facebook. If you've not done those things where you're communicating with people that may actually buy your product service, da, 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 you haven't done any work. Okay. So things that are non-productive are scrolling through other people's Facebooks. Um, that's unproductive. Talking to your friends, that's unproductive. Getting caught up in a, in a group chat message um, where you guys are goofing off or whatever it may be, unproductive. Um, so those are the types of things to avoid. But some of the few things to do are going to be like posting on your Facebook page, things that allow people to, to get to know you, know, like, and trust you better. So posting about your lifestyle, your day, your business opportunity, your weight loss journey, your hair care routine, your makeup routine. I don't care what it is. Um, whatever industry you, it, you are in, fill in the blank or whatever helps people get to know you better, fill in the blank. Um, posting on your Facebook page, posting in any customer groups that you may have, interacting in those customer groups, Instagram stories, Facebook stories, um, checking that messenger and making sure that you're responding to customers in a timely manner. I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. This is one of my biggest peeves within my team that I just want to like scream and shake people is it's like, you cannot make any money and you do not get to complain to me if you are not responding to your customers. There's people in here that are like, their mouths are salivating to spend their money with you and you're not responding to them. Like you have to respond to humans like customer humans, you know? I mean, there's, there's tons of different stuff, but to me, like if you're going to do things that make, <clears throat> that make sense, that are income producing activities, long term, long term, short term, whatever, um, 
relationship, communication, like you said, you have to talk to humans. So if you're using social media to build your business, you have to do things that are going to cause relationships. And, and so that means you're going to have to interact with people. And that doesn't mean that like every time you talk with somebody, you're like, hi, how are you? Would you like to buy my product? It's going to be, you know, like going on their page and, you know, Hey, I love your dress. Your hair looks so good today. You know, like we do, you know, a thing, um, where, um, on our DMO lists, we go through and we tell people happy birthday and, you know, you use like the people that you see active on your Facebook. So they call it, you know, we call it the green dot. You see people that are active on Facebook and you make a conscious effort to go to them and say, Hey, how's your day going? So it's just doing things and being mindful of relationships. Relationships don't happen by accident. They actually take effort. And I mean, so you have to do your part in building those relationships. If you want people to be on your Facebook, if you want people to relate to you, if you want them to come to your wall, you have to be relatable and you have to actually act like you give a shit. So talk to people, interact with people, build those relationships, you know? So to me, make sure, you know, you're going through and wishing people happy birthday every day. Facebook does that for you. They tell you, look whose birthday it is today. I mean, like, how awesome is that? use that and make sure that you're messaging people and wishing them a happy birthday, you know? And I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to make sure that you're actually causing relationships to happen. The other one I want to talk about (laughs) is getting people to sell. Mm -hmm. And I know I get asked this all the time. So I sure, I'm sure that you get asked this a lot too, Alicia. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to make an attempt to not get on a soapbox on this one. (laughs) And, but I'll I'll try not to piggyback and ride on the soapbox because I easily could because, you know, well, I'm I'll just say this. Number one, if you are looking at getting more people to sell, ask yourself, what are you doing to share the benefits of selling? What are you doing to, that would make people want to sell? So what do I mean by that? Like, are, what are you sharing that would intrigue people? Are you sharing anything that would intrigue people? Are you sharing what the business or the products have done for you that would cause people to be interested in that? Because 90% of the time when I get asked this question, I look at the person's profile and there's never anything posted about, you know, we're in health and wellness. There's never anything posted about their weight loss journey, their health journey, their Um, I paid for my groceries today because of this thing. There's never anything posted about it. So how are you supposed to get anybody interested in selling if nobody knows you're selling? If nobody knows that you're on this journey? If nobody knows to even reach out to you about it? Do you know what I mean, Alicia? Does that? Yeah, it's like, yeah totally all the time, you know, like, you know, I don't have any people on my team selling. How's my business supposed to grow with this blah, blah, blah. But then, like you said, you look on their wall and you're like, do people are not psychic. They know, you know, what they see or what you tell them. If you tell them nothing, they know nothing. And, you know, like if you're not sharing, um, you know, the goodness and what you're doing with people, they're not going to see it. And listen, let me add to that. If you say, say you even are posting on your wall, things about your business, whatever, 
but you're literally the biggest negative Nancy, like whiner complainer on your Facebook, like that's not attractive. So, you know, to me, I make it a point to look at my Facebook every day from another person's stand, you know, another person's point of view. Still to this day, I'll go on <clears throat> and I'll look and see what other people see when they look at my Facebook. Maybe that should be the key thing. Don't forget to look at your Facebook and try to be somebody that's on the outside looking in. Are you attracting people or are you making them run for their freaking life? Because like, I know like some people's Facebooks, I'm like, holy actual hell. Like, why would, why would anybody ever want to do business with you? You're whining, complaining, or you're negative, or you're working, you know, with the health and wellness company. Let's just say that, but absolutely nothing on your wall screams that or says it. How yeah. is that attracting people to your business? Like you're not attractive at all. You yeah. know, like there's one thing about being kind of a fun little spicy hot mess, you know, like, but there's another thing when you are just a plain out hot mess and people want to get as far away from you as they possibly can. Like a stinky hot mess. Yeah. Like a stinky hot mess. She stank. <laughs> so it's like, you know, really you need to be mindful of that. Like, are you being attractive? Because really what we do is a lot about, about attraction marketing. And if people look at you and they want to run the other way, you're going to have a problem. And so, you know, like be cautious about, you know, what, because your Facebook, if you're using that or Instagram, whatever it is, that is your storefront. You have to be cautious of what that actually looks like. If it looks like anything, are you not even talking about it? Because if people don't see you talking the life, living the life, they're not going to even know to be part of that life, you know? So you yeah. have to like give them something to look at and a reason why, you know, people search for positivity. They search for things that make them feel good. They search for... Um, you know, and so if, you know, a person's on your wall and they're seeing things that are motivating and encouraging and that make them feel good, that push them and, and, and help them, you know, want to do better, want to do more, that's going to be attractive to people. That's going to cause them to say, Hey, what, what are you doing? You know, I yeah. want to do that with you. And, you know, and then my second question to somebody, in addition to what are you doing to make people want to want to even join you in selling would be how many people are you even talking to about selling? Are you even offering it? You know, because I think that people think that's just going to fall into their lap. Maybe they're doing the first part. Maybe they're, they're posting about the thing and they're talking about the thing and how excited they are about the thing, but they're not ever actually offering the thing to anybody. Um, and they just kind of think it's going to fall into their lap. Um, wow. I, I wish that was the case, but how many people are you actually offering it to? How many people are you talking to about joining your business? Because if you want more people to join your business, you got to talk to more people about joining your business. And I think that that right there is what makes people squeam. And that's where they get to be where they're uncomfortable and they stop listening, but it can be so simple. Like, you know, some of the things that I have seen that are just immensely effective are things like, you know, our company has a debit card that we can purchase. I think it's like five bucks or something. And it's branded with our company name and logo on it. And then you can get paid to that debit card if that's where you want to receive your commission pay. And I have seen people cover up their, um, what am I trying to say? Credit card okay. number. 
<laughs> you know, the numbers on there, those important things that they put on there that help you pay for shit. Um, they cover those numbers up and then all you can see on the card is their name and the company logo and so forth. And they say, you know, it's a, it's a picture of them with like their huge basket of groceries. They just went to the grocery store to buy their food for their family for the month. Or when they were Christmas shopping, they've got all their little packages and it's like, they've got their credit card and the, and then the packages are kind of like the background of the credit card. Um, and they're like, you know, my business just paid for an entire month of groceries for my family. My business just bought these Christmas presents for my children. My business just, um, I don't know, fill in the blank. It's a picture of you next to your car and your business just paid for your oil change or I don't care what it is, but those are some, I, I'm not kidding. Like I have seen some, I have seen one of my girls have 400 comments, 400 comments on a picture of a freaking credit card and it wasn't 400 comments because the number was on there and people were really excited to steal her identity it was because they were interested in the fact that she had a basket full of groceries and it said that this credit card helped her pay this business helped her pay for her family's groceries um, it can be that simple, guys. It, that, that is some things that open the doorway to the conversation. So um, other things I, I recommend doing as well is happy customers make the best distributors. The best distributors. Um, if you have a happy customer, they will tell the world. Um, but sometimes they just need to be asked. So are you asking your customers to help you? Um, you know, having them post on their Facebook wall and tell their friends and family the results they're having with your skincare, your hair care, your weight loss product, whatever it is that you sell, having them post that result and, and just post it. And then if they get a bunch of comments, then you've opened again, another door. It's just, you're not tricking anybody anybody begging anybody you're just opening a door for the conversation to happen mm -hmm. yeah I think that's actually really great and I think like a lot of times people do forget um, a lot of those things you know especially you know the customer thing you know utilize your customers like listen I order makeup from people and I found my makeup girl from one of my friends you know one of my friends I'm like hey who's your makeup girl like you know what I mean like because I wanted to order this makeup so word of mouth is huge. The, for one, that's all network, you know, network marketing is just word of mouth. It's talking, opening your mouth and sending to somebody, um, you know, to, to wherever the product is. And so like, I think, you know, utilizing your customers is super, super smart. And do you know how many times like, you know, a happy customer is turned into a super, super excited associate because they love the products. They love the, you know, the atmosphere, the culture, like everything that you're providing. I think sometimes also what we do is we tend to prejudge people and we count people out. And I think that is a huge mistake. I think sometimes we assume things that we have no business assuming. Most people do not air their dirty laundry on Facebook. Notice I said most because we also talked about the people that like to put all kinds of mumbo jumbo all over their Facebook. <laughs> most people don't put and air out their negative laundry on Facebook. So most people aren't going to say, 
oh my gosh, I, I need extra money because my lights are going to be turned off. Or, you know, like I'm only this close to, you know, my car being, you know, being repoed or whatever. But statistically they say like, it's like a $500, um, you know, um, um, a $500, loss or, or gain in income that is going to keep somebody's house afloat. So you can't predetermine yourself who needs an extra hundred or 200 or three or $400 a month and who doesn't. Um, so to me, like everybody deserves to know about the opportunity. I literally had no idea that network marketing even existed until like six years ago. I'm 42 years old. Nobody told me nobody. When I realized that this was something that I could do, that it didn't matter, that there was no prejudice to it, that, you know, it didn't matter, young, old, black, white, college degree, none, high school dropout, teen mom, like that none of those things mattered. And it was an even playing field. I took that shit and I ran with it because it was literally the only chance I saw for myself, but I never knew about it. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that doesn't share and doesn't give somebody an opportunity because I don't know what, because you're scared to know or because you prejudged and maybe think they don't need it or they don't want it or they don't like it. You have no idea, none, you know? So I think like, you know, you need to make sure that you're, you're talking, you're sharing, you're putting it out there, you're setting, you know, that, that positive vibe out there and, and um, you know, giving people something that they want to be part of, you know, or allowing them to see, you know, a little glimpse into your life uh, through social media. So people want to be part of what you're offering, you know, and just yeah. don't prejudge. Somebody might look like they're super well off and maybe they are, and then maybe something happened, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, maybe they need that little bit of extra money. So I just say, don't count people out. Cause I think that is a very, very big mistake that a lot of people make. They prejudge and count people out. Um, basically she's, when I asked, what is, what are you, what area do you need help in your business? And she said, um, I talked to a lot of people and a lot of, I get a lot of the, I don't have the money or maybe in a few weeks. Um, and then there's a second portion of this that I'll cover, which is, um, then whenever I follow up with them, I never hear back and we'll cover that portion. I want to go over a few things with that. Um, but first I want to go to sort of the objections that she's mentioning, which is the, you know, a lot of what you're going to hear in selling is the money aspect, the money objection. And I know that that was a huge part of, that is a huge part of your story, your history and where you were at when you started. So what are your thoughts on handling the objection of being, you know, broke or not having any money or whatever it may be? Right. Well, I mean, it's tough because. I was really broke, really, really broke. I mean, there's always ways. Listen, broke people get money, broke people pawn stuff, broke people. I mean, it sounds terrible, but like, you know, where, where I'm from, people donated blood, they donated plasma. Well, plasma was a big money. I mean, not that I'm saying go donate plasma, but I'm just saying where there is a will, there is a way. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. The only time I had money every year was when taxes happen. Broke mm -hmm. people love tax time because you feel like all bougie for like about a month until you're broke again. But yeah. you know, like if you, if, if you need a change, most at home, um, network marketing companies have a pretty low buy-in rate. You can mm -hmm. figure it out. Forget the coffee, 
donate plasma. I'm just going to say it. I'm just yeah. saying, like, get to the pawn shop. Do you have something laying around? This? I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but if you could, you know, put, put up front that hundred dollars and, and really bust ass and, um, you know, bring that money back in, you know, twofold, threefold, fourfold, I mean, or you pre-sell stuff, you know, like our particular um, company has, you know, um, trial things that you can kind of collect for and buy this pack where you can redeem them back. And I did, we did that a lot in the beginning, you know, where we would kind of take, you know, some customer, listen, so like, you know, with weight loss, a lot of people don't like to do this alone. And us girlfriends, we have no problem telling our other friends. I'm like, Hey, I'm like, I really want to do this thing, but I need like two or three people to do it with me. Like do, you know, do this with me to one of your girlfriends or something. You get a couple people to go in on stuff together. I mean, there is ways like not having the money to start if it's business wise, not having the money to start, if it's actually important and you are really sick of broke, you will figure that shit out. You will figure it out. I mean, listen, I, I was so broke. This is, this is hilarious. I used to go to yard sales and, and some of those ladies would be on the side of the road selling like clothes for like $25, like kids clothes. I would go pay 20 or $25, 25 cents. Sorry. Um, I would pay 25 cents for those used kids clothes and I'd go through, get the really nice ones. I would spend a whole weekend going to these yard sales doing that. And then I would take them down to that kid's store that bought high end, like nice looking kids clothes. And I'd resell those things for like 50 cents to a dollar. Like I was, you know what I mean? Doubling my money. I mean, it's, I didn't have a job. I had kids and I'm lugging them around. I'm buying from yard sales and selling them to another secondhand store. I'm just saying like, if you are broke, you will figure out how to make it work if you actually don't want to be broke anymore. If you are done with broke, you will find a way. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, and on our end of things, if you have off, if you've tried things like offering them solutions such as, um, you know, like a trial pack program or pre pre selling items to, to earn your product or to earn some money or to, whatever. If you've tried offering them a referral program, I'll help you uh, find some friends and you've, and you've exhausted all of those options where you've offered them, you know, let's help you earn your product. Let's help you earn your way out of broke, whatever it may be. Um, then write their names down. Like Alicia was saying, people, broke people love tax time. So it's a right around the corner. We're in that season where people are preparing for that. So get out your notebook, get out your note section of your phone, whatever it is. And anybody that has given you that as a reason, and you have um, offered them every solution that you know to be available to help them with their financial situation, then write their name down. Because in the next couple of months, you may have have them in a different mindset and a better position where you can re-offer that opportunity again. Um, and don't be afraid. Listen, I'll call things out like, like I see it per se on my Facebook because I think some people just need to hear it and, and need to hear what it is. I would have no problem posting on my Facebook. Watch, I'll do it. You guys look at it and be like, you know, instead of being all bad and bougie this year, when you get your taxes and buying new clothes and new purses and new Jordans, how about being bad and bougie and buying yourself a future and investing in a business? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like call things like they see it sometimes because I'll tell you tax, when tax time rolls around people, 
are thinking they're, you know, something special for that month. And then you're broke again. They're buying new TVs. They're buying all this stuff. And then you're like, oh man, there goes the tax money. Well, next year we're going to do it again, you know, yeah. but like help people take that tax money, flip it around and, and invest in themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. And then the second part of that is then whenever I follow up with them, I don't hear back. And I do want to touch on this because, um, because it, it's true for me and it may be true for Alicia as well. And I'm not sure. Um, but you know, in, in general sales, they say that it's like anywhere from like five to eight contacts or something like that is the average. I believe in our industry with health and wellness, it's a, it is a little bit of uh, fewer contacts than that to get somebody interested uh, just because people are always wanting to lose weight. So if you're following up with people, you're going to have, I think, a little bit of a higher turnover with that. My point being, um, you got to keep following up because, you know, I've heard so many stories. There's this other leader that I follow um, that has a podcast and she trains online. She has all, she has master classes and free classes and she has all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, she's, you know, multiple six figure earner in her network marketing business alone, plus all of her, her training her courses and all this stuff. And I heard her say it took her sponsor following up with her eight times. Now, like how many of us out there can say that we are going to persistently continue to follow up eight times? Like most people are not going to do that. But what if her sponsor hadn't done that? What if her sponsor didn't um, stay on her? Because like in this particular person's instance, she was doing really well in life. Like Alicia was saying, she was doing well. And, and so she's sort of like, um, uh, I don't know, like tossed her hair at the concept of what this person was offering her with a business. And, you know, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't have time for that. I don't have this, you know, all this stuff and kept blowing her off. Well, then all of a sudden this leader lost her job, her, her, her professional nine to five fancy schmancy job. And then all of a sudden there's this lady and she's, you know, knocking on her door again. And she follows up with that eight for that eighth time. And all of a sudden this leader is now in a position where she needs to take a look at it. It's the, it's the right time. She's got to figure something else out. And, and, and then now this person has turned into a huge name in the industry and a multiple six and seven figure earner. And what if her sponsor had stopped following up with her? What if she had wrote her off? What if she had said, um, I've done this three times. I've done this four times. I've done this one time, you know, cause so many people stop after that first time and never followed up again. My sponsor was the same way with me. I'm not honestly sure. I don't have like a number of how many times that she followed up with me, but she just kept checking in with me and she kept saying, I've lost, you know, I've lost another 10 pounds. I've done this. We've got this thing going on. We've got this promo. We've got this, you know, challenge. We've got this thing, you know, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And kept presenting me an opportunity to the point where it was going to be like, I'm either going to block her or I'm going to take a look at what she's doing. <laughs> you know, she's getting blocked or I'm, or I'm joining. Those I'm are the options. They're all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so, you know, I have my own like personal thing. And like, I think about this cause this happened not really too long ago. And so I think about like somebody like me and I knew I was serious. Like, so when I was talking about how, like I, I got a makeup girl and I was referred to her by somebody else. And so I reached out to this girl was like, Hey, can you hook me up with some makeup? She gave me her website. Things got crazy. I got to running. I had a very, very busy like month. And so I was serious about buying this makeup. I reached out to her and initiated it and I meant to keep ordering it. I meant to, but it's like, I ended up going here. And then when I went to sit down one time and then I think it was like, I didn't have my credit card. There was so many reasons. I swear it took me a month to order like, and I was like wanting to. So, and she kept reaching back out, reaching back out and stuff. But I guess the whole thing is, is like, just because somebody doesn't respond to you right away anyhow does not mean that they're not interested. Dude, people get busy, they get run and they get crazy. And in their head, they might be like, okay, I'm going to get to this later. And then life happens and whatever else you have to stay in front of people because unless they actually tell you to drop dead and lose like their contact info, you have no idea. Could just be difference in timing. Like you were saying that one person was the right time for them that, you know, they came back and, um, you know, sometimes it's just timing and, you know, if you stay in front of people, you know, I mean, you don't have to stalk people have to, but if you stay in front of them and, and are kind of that, you know, constant reminder when people are ready, they're going to jump at it, you know, but yeah. if you just kind of fade off, I don't know. I mean, maybe even somebody else that, that has your same opportunity is going to show up in front of them. If you are not. Yeah, when exactly. Fine. If you're not. And, the, and that's a huge one too. Like, you know, thank goodness that my, my sponsor kept on with me because we've gone on to make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars together. And so thank God that she kept up with me and, and kept asking the question, but what if she hadn't? Number one, I would maybe have never, I'd still be broke. I'd still be in this job that I, you know, who knows where I would be. Um, but so thank God that she did. But number two, um, I hear this a lot where it's like, well, so-and-so signed up with, you know, has it so-and-so or whatever. And, you know, within our, my own team, we don't allow any of that sort of thing. But if somebody ends up in another person's team, well, maybe they did a better job than you. I'm sorry, but maybe somebody kept following up, stayed in touch with them. You haven't talked to them since April, you know, at all. You haven't had any conversations. You've not followed up. You've not checked in. You didn't do your due diligence and they decided to go with somebody else and you have nobody to be mad at yourself or to be mad at in that situation, but yourself, you know, yeah. somebody else true. showed up and asked them the question. Yep. It's true. I mean, if you don't follow up, somebody else probably is going to, somebody else yep. would probably be happy to. this has been good. I think we've covered a lot of good topics. They've sort of been like similar or gone hand in hand, um, which may flow really well for us. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Do you have anything, Alicia? Nope. I think, you know, like, um, you know, just kind of following back up with just touching back over before we get off of here with some of that is, you know, like be consistent, um, you know, show up like consistency wins every single time. So whether you're organized, not organized like me over here, hot mess, you know, like try to get some type of DMO. The thing is, is I, I think you need to be honest with yourself when you're doing this too. And I think you had touched on that a little bit, Allie, like basically saying, you know, 
the hard part about network marketing, because there's so much of it that I feel like is easy-ish, depending on what you're considering easy. The hard part is that you don't have anybody putting a boot in your butt. You don't have anybody telling you to show up. You don't have no, you know, so you have to be your own boss. You have to be there to get your stuff done. And sometimes that does make it difficult, but be honest with yourself. If you know you're not a person that's like organized like me, it just doesn't come natural. You have got to have a DMO. You mm -hmm. have got to have something written down in front of you, or you won't make any sense out of what you're doing. You know, so be honest with yourself. If, if you want to be successful, know your personality, know who you are, know like what you do need to be successful and, and equip yourself, you know, like, yeah. I mean, if, if you know that you ain't gonna, um, you know, do certain things, make yourself, you know, that, um, non-negotiable DMO, um, you know, list where it's going to cause you to show up. Yeah. You know? And I hear people say like, I need help with time management and, I think time management is such a crock of shit. Like I really do. There's no way to manage it. There's 24 of those hours in the day and you have 62,000 things to do. And there's, and I mean, little kid shit changes all the time. Yeah. And I just, there is no, I'm just convinced there's no such thing as time management, but there are, you know, disciplines and tools and utilize like what you have free and available at your fingertips, which is, you know, whether you um, use, utilize a planner, write things down, set a schedule for yourself, write a list of non-negotiables, or you do things like what I do, which, you know, Alicia mentioned, I like to use my phone calendar now because I can set timers that, you know, go off on my phone that remind me I got to do this thing or that thing. Um, for when I'm following up on customers, I utilize the notifications within the messenger because it pops up and tells me when it's time to do those things. So utilize the tools that are at your fingertips and figure out what works for you because, you know, I can give a million ideas, but not all of them are going to be effective for you. So figure out what you're actually going to utilize. That's huge. What are you actually going to use and what are you going to continue to use and be consistent with? And I do love that you said like, like, um, time management is kind of like a big old fat joke in a way, like, because really, I think if you have a DMO and you have like your non-negotiable business that that has to be done every day, also give yourself a break. You know, if, if you have on there, you know, that you had to post, you know, this and this and this or whatever, you know, like on your Facebook and you wanted to get done before breakfast, but shit happened. The kids start puking, the, the toaster's on fire. I don't know, whatever it is, like, it's okay if you have to get to that later. To me, like what I just always try to do is make sure that I got, you know, got to my stuff before the day was over. Sometimes, you know, you, yeah. you fall a little short. Maybe it didn't happen before breakfast like you would hope. Maybe it didn't happen before lunch, but you know, like you can pick up stuff, you know, later in the day. So I think like being, um, you know, if you're, if you have young children and you're a mom with the young ones being kind of patient with that and know that, you know, like, yes, don't use it as an excuse to not build your business, but just know that, you know, if you have like your DMO and your set stuff, your non-negotiables that you have to do every day, you know, be okay with sometimes maybe having to switch it up a little bit and, and getting it done maybe a little later, or waiting until the babies get down to bed. Don't just write off everything because you didn't get it done in like this brain space time that you think you yeah. had to have it done by. Yeah. Don't just because you missed the, the time you had set that you wanted to do it doesn't mean you don't have to, like you just 
throw the whole day away. Because we all screw up, whether it's diets, exercise, it's like, and business, you know, like you think, you know, maybe you fell short, maybe just things were a little tough that you don't quit. You just stop and you pick up where you left off. Like right now, like, okay, like I, I screwed up, you know, or maybe I didn't, you know, like meal prep how I wanted to, maybe I didn't get the exercise exactly in the way I wanted to. Maybe I didn't, you know, post this, like I needed to, you know, you don't just wipe out like your, your whole entire day because you fell a little short or, you know, let one day turn into a week, turn into a month, turn into, you know, a year. Awesome. Well, I think this was good. And thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully next week we'll be back with all three of us on here. Catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life dot biz.